0: as of right now it's july 17th so that means there's no better time than now to be talking about horror movies it's exactly what i thought of um welcome back everybody to the true critic podcast i'm jake Rodquist. today i'm delighted to be joined by jason lawson first time guest how you feeling jason feeling great really happy to be here i'm Couldn't be happier to have you. And then also here is Teddy. Teddy, how are you?
1: Even happier to be
0: here. Not true. I doubt it. Yeah. So today (laughs) we are going to be discussing our top five favorite horror movies and then a separate conversation of our top five favorite horror movie scenes. So there might be some overlap there, but this is just the, this is the horror movie pod. This is the, where all of our appreciation for the genre is going to come through. So with that being said, Jason, what is your relationship to the horror movie genre? Um... You know, when
2: I was a kid, I was scared of horror movies. I know kids are scared of horror movies with a, with a little baby. But, yeah, you should go. Yeah. But um, as I grew up, you know, I started, like, forcing myself to watch them. I'm like, if I can, if I can face the boogeyman and I'd go stand outside and be like, I'd fight him right now, like, grow a lot as a person. So I think it's a character-building genre of movie.
0: I don't think I could have gotten a better answer than that. Teddy, what about you? What's your relationship to the genre?
1: Um, I like more deep thinking, psychological, thrilling, thriller type of okay. movies. I'm not a big fan of like the paranormal activities and the yeah. conjurings and things like that. I mean, yeah, some of them okay. I, I enjoy, but it's not so much. I like to think. I don't like it to be, you know, like this person or spirit hiding in the closet type of deal. Okay, um, So I don't watch a whole lot of horror movies okay um I watch some movies that classify as horror movies if that makes sense okay so not great
0: I'll be honest with you and <laughs> nice um yeah I would say it's definitely not my go-to genre but I would say that the older I get the more I appreciate the really good ones yeah because I like you Jason when I was younger I was easily scared by a lot of them but then you know you know you get into high school and it's like cool to watch horror movies I think that's like kind of a timeless stereotype um and so I watched a lot of shitty ones and you know as I've grown in my film knowledge like it's really really easy for me to differentiate a really really great horror movie from a really bad one but that can be said about any genre but I feel like the gap is wider in horror you're gonna like like my list I can't wait (laughs) to hear I I have no idea I I don't know what to expect so that's why I'm really excited for it but um it's funny today because it seems like there really isn't much middle ground in a lot of horror movies that come out these days. I yeah. feel like it's either... And you know, horror is such a tough genre to please audiences because if it's not quote unquote like scary, like people are just going to dismiss it right. for the most part. And so in that in that sense, it's really difficult for a horror movie to come out to like middling reviews. I, f- I feel like personally, I feel like every time a new horror movie re- is released, it's either Hailed as dog shit or hailed as like a oh, genre redefining horror movie, yeah. you know. So um, it's interesting that that sort of dynamic that's been created from horror movies as of late. But um, I don't know. I find myself frequently seeing horror movies where I'm like, I think that was very middle of the road. But like for instance, um, have either of you guys heard of or seen The Black Phone? It's in theaters oh, right now. Oh yeah, I heard about it. Wanted to see mm-hmm. it. Yeah that movie yeah exactly so that movie has a lot of positive reviews I would yeah and I would say I'm not a fan like I think that is I think it has its strengths are are like its highs are really high but I think it has some really low lows too so like by the time I was done with it I was like that's the definition of like a like a six out of ten movie for me like I I have no desire to revisit it I'm glad I saw it there are moments that I thought were really really inspired and really and I really really enjoyed. But, and, and it's, I thought actually, as far as jump scares go, I thought that movie had some of the better ones I've seen in a movie in a long time. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with being like, that was just like a mediocre horror movie in my eyes. I liked that. I tried some stuff. I thought it had a really cool concept, which as sometimes is huge for a horror movie. It's just the concept alone. But, yeah. uh, yeah.
1: So jump scares are such a cheap way though, to try and inflict horror. I And agree, I feel like a lot of horror movies just have cheap ways in general.
0: They there is like a tasteful way to do them, I think.
1: Well, I know, but from what I gathered of the trailer of the black phone, it kind of I don't know if Saw is the best way, but it was like guy in a mask type deal. I thought about that too, actually. Which to me again is kind of like mm-hmm. as a as a watcher, as an audience member, I'm like, okay, is that like is that what's supposed to be scary? Like yeah. I think I think terror comes more in the writing. Oh, the 100% the ability agree. to relate as opposed to jump scares and masks. Yeah. I think that's, that speaks or. a
0: lot, though, to your specific taste. In yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes, I agree. And so, without trying to spoil the movie, because I think you guys should see it. Okay. Um, like, him wearing the mask is an aspect of his character. Like, there's a reason um, for him wearing okay. masks. He doesn't just wear it to scare his victims. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's uh, frankly underdeveloped. Like they really, it's very, if you're not paying close enough attention, you could miss the reason why he wears them. But I mean, there is a reason in the movie. I honestly wish they went more into that because the, he goes by the name of the grabber in the movie, this guy wearing the mask, the guys that, that real creative. These. I know. Right. Yeah. Which that's something I thought of too, but, and he's far and away the best thing about the movie. The thing is, I feel like they, I wish they would have used him more. And for, you're right. For the most part, they do just like, use him as more of just a presence. Kind of like, ooh, look how scary this guy is. He kidnaps kids and keeps them in his basement. Like, which is, (laughs) yes, scary. But, like, I was really interested when they tried to characterize him. When they tried to, like, make him more than just a presence. Okay. So, and I wish they would have done more of that. And I think our list will show, I don't know what Jason's list will show, but, (laughs) Teddy, I think our list will show, at least in certain points, like, you're right, character is a pretty important factor in um as in horror movies as they are in any movie
1: but um i don't know why but as you were saying that i just remembered what i think your top horror movie is going to be
0: i think we have the same number one.
1: Oh yeah okay we, well in then fact, we definitely do um then the second or third one you know how we were talking and i was kind yeah. of like going through in
0: my head i, th- I, I there's think, one i missed well, that i, I think know. it might be my number two so okay but um yeah so let's dive into the lists then. We Before can, we do that,
1: can I steal the mic for a second? What for? I do want to <laughs> shout out the latest Talking with Ted. Uh,
0: absolutely not. Okay. I'm just kidding. Go for <laughs> it.
1: Yeah. Um, I had Jason and Jake, the same trio that we have right now on my podcast, Talking with Ted. Um, and just go ahead and give it a give it a check out. We we dive more so into Jason, and uh, kind of about him. But uh, it was fun, and I think you should go check it out. I don't know he said, but it was fun because it. Like it wouldn't be fun, yeah. but yeah. it wasn't, but it's kind of it wouldn't passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that oh, was that was a fun episode out. though.
0: Definitely yeah. check it out. Um as far as our lists go though, one thing that uh we kind of set as a boundary was that because we were having a bit of a discussion about what qualifies for a horror movie and what doesn't. And so we said when you look the movie up on IMDb, directly next to the title will be a bunch of will basically be the genres for the movie that that website has said. As we said, if horror is not listed there, it doesn't count as a horror movie. So for example, uh, Teddy asked about jaws and jaws is labeled as an adventure thriller on IMDb. So it's not eligible for this list. And same with silence of the lambs, which Mm -hmm. I don't, it was like drama, thriller, mystery or something like that. So, so that one's also ineligible. Yeah. So these ones, all of our picks, I believe have horror, um, in their definition on IMDb as they should. But, uh, yeah, we can get started. I think, uh, Jason, I'm really eager to hear. What's your number five? Number five. Um, We're going to
1: do honorable mentions at the end. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah just yeah. to avoid too much overlap. Okay. Yeah.
2: You know, this might not deserve to be on any list anywhere, honestly. Awesome. What a hell of a start. Small little movie called Zombievers. Anyone
1: ever heard of it? <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> really? I've never heard of that. I don't
2: I don't remember how we watched it. it Better was probably, or worse than
1: Sharknado. It's, you know, same caliber,
2: <laughs> but I think Sharknado's got them by, by a little bit. But um, if you can't tell what it is, it's a bunch of zombie beavers that attack a group of. They're probably supposed to be teenagers. They look like they're like twenty seven. Naturally. Yeah, they're in a cabin. Some zombie beaver. I'm just gonna say what happens in the movie because if you haven't seen it by now, you you're not gonna see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You they better sell me because I do not want to see it. But okay. You have a chance to sell. Bill me. Burr is in it actually. What? Yeah, he's a main. Well, he's not a main character, but he's the cause how, of the zombie. How old beavers. is this movie? You know, I don't remember. I should have looked that up. It's it's. Probably early 2000s is my guess. No, actually. Jake has never heard
0: of it. What? 2000? There's a lot of movies I've never heard of, but.
2: Basically, they spill some uh, chemicals in the water. It's There's not much thinking behind it. They spill chemicals in the water. Zomb beavers get into it. They turn into zombies. They start attacking them. Like, there's some crazy scenes in there. It's, it's a pretty good movie. It's something that you watch, like, when you're with your friends in a basement and you're like, oh, what do you guys want to do? Put on some Zombeavers. Zombieavers is from
0: 2014. Fourteen, yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes it's sense. It's got a four point eight out of ten. Higher time. than I thought. Yeah. And, and on Metacritic it's got a forty four percent, which is also higher than I thought.
2: It probably has like a like a cult following, some I guess. Yeah. But um the, they really
0: the, Oh, it's only an hour and seventeen minutes long, <laughs> yeah. which is that which is brief. It's a and quick watch. The description is, a fun weekend turns into madness and horror for a bunch of groupies looking for fun in a beaver-infested swamp. <laughs> <laughs> when did you... I, I was just wondering, when were you guys planning... Were we going to do our end-of-summer trip to a beaver-infested swamp again? Mm. You guys thinking about doing that this year? Yeah, I had I, a lot of...
2: You know, maybe it's best we don't. Yeah. I, I mean, if Jason John Beaver's is going to last an you hour and
1: 17 minutes if we do. Jason yeah. did preface by saying that this should not be on anyone's list and it is well, not a complicated story. Or No, they really, well. there's
2: just a barrel with a chemical symbol on it and they drop it in the water and that's how the Zon Beavers start. And then mm. can I say how it ends? Yeah, I, I would I be mad if you didn't. So all <laughs> the characters die <laughs> and pretty fun, a dog dies in the movie, sadly. What no, the moment hell? of silence <laughs> And um, the last character breaks out, gets away, classic, like, slasher deaths, basically, but with beavers. And then um, the last character gets away, and then the same truck with Bill Burr and the other guy that spilled the the chemicals, um, they're, like, reaching for a sandwich or something on the floor, and they drive straight into her and kill her, and the movie's over. So everyone just dies in the end.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, but
2: they did Um, they did set it up for another movie. I think it was Zombies. I think <laughs> Bees got into the chemicals next. I don't know if that one... That might be being made right now. You know I'm not what? sure.
0: Um, I'm looking at the More Like This tab yeah. on IMDb right now, and the other ones... Some movies like this are Ouija Shark. Hmm. i um, heard of that one. Yeah. Dead Snow. I've heard of that one, actually. The Velocipastor. Oh, I've seen that one online. Uh-huh. Um... Black Sheep, which looks to be a sheep-style horror movie. Nice. Not the not the Chris Farley movie. Ooh, Piranaconda. It <laughs> looks like it's an alligator meets a piranha. Or, I'm sorry, not an alligator. An anaconda, anaconda, anaconda. Yeah. meets a piranha. I would check that one out. That does I sound scary. House Shark. The poster is a shark. I haven't heard of any of these. Eating a house. That's you want to see House Shark? How long is that movie? <laughs> that movie is, that's an hour and 51 minutes. Dang, you must have eaten a lot of houses. <laughs> yeah, that's a hungry nice shark. Nice neighborhood. It's a pretty big house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. I, oh my God, this is awesome. The slogan for Zombievers is, you'll be damned, but it's D-A-M-M-E-D. <laughs> oh,
1: uh-huh. they went hard
0: on the punts. That's, yeah. yeah. I'm sold on Zombievers. I you would like m- to see that. Like, yeah, you probably should watch it. I, I say we just scrap this into a zombievers pod. live review. That zombievers—it's only <laughs> an hour and seventeen. <laughs> yeah, perfect time. That's that's my, a hot start. I, I yeah, I'm really impressed. <laughs> my list is gonna look so weird in comparison to yours. Um, I can't wait to I, hear the rest. I
1: thought mine was gonna look more like Jason's, but after that first one, I think mine's gonna look more like yours. I think so too. <laughs> It it probably gets more normal towards the end for mine.
2: Okay. Maybe I don't know how you guys feel. <laughs> okay, I can't wait. Are we are we going like all the
0: way up? No, like no We'll we'll, now
1: we'll jump over to Teddy's five. Okay. Um. So my five, I have argued with a lot of people on, and I usually crap on it, but I crap on it because I, there's a different movie I like better. But we'll get to that. Um. My number five is Jordan Peele's Get Out from 2017, his writing and directorial debut. This was back... Now, I did not see it when it first came out. Um, I actually didn't see it until like 2019, 2020. Um, I want to say during COVID, so I'm going to say 2020. Um, I think it's a very, very interesting story. We kind of talked about this last time with Jordan Peele, how he takes a very normal situation and he just throws an absolute curveball at you. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, like that's kind of usually some of the more terrifying things is something that is normal that can turn horror in a realistic way. I have some problems with it, but I don't want to get too in depth. Um, but I think, I think Jordan, Jordan Peele is a very, he's very, uh, you're going to hear me say this a lot with all my movies about it's, it's very tense mm-hmm. and it's not this like, um, Oh, there's an opening scene with a horror. And then like, Oh yeah, the whole movie is horror. Like it's a, it's a buildup.
0: It's a what? If I ever have to pitch a horror movie, that's how I'm going to pitch it. The <laughs> opening scene is horror and the rest of the movie is horror. Yeah, but you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, like I would imagine, yeah.
1: And I don't know, it's, it's very, It the first, what is it, hour and a half is very like a yeah. normal movie.
0: Yeah, but there's this, yes, it is. But well, I mean, like sets it sets it up. and there's Jordan Peele, I think, is a master of tone. Absolutely. So it's like, yes, it's playing like a normal movie of a, man who's uncomfortable to be visiting his girlfriend's parents Correct. for the first time. And, but you can tell Jordan Peele is really, um, skilled at establishing this tone of like uncertainty, uneasiness. Yes. yes. Like,
1: but you, at the same time, the horror of the movie doesn't come until. The yeah. End, the, it ramps yes.
0: Up. The like visual horror of it. Yeah. you're Yeah. Right.
1: As a matter of fact, most of my movies on this list are like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's my number five.
0: Nice. Good pick. Thank you. Um, I told Teddy before the show that I think my five might be the most controversial on my list for sure. And I really don't know how it'll sit with you guys. I hope you guys have seen this movie, but um, it does classify as horror by our, by our rules. But on um, my number five is uh, split. I have
2: not seen it. Oh, that's the
0: personality one. Yeah. yeah. And I said at the start of this podcast that I think um, sometimes a, a horror movie can be carried by a really, really strong concept. And I think that split has a great concept of, Yes, this the this sort of unorigin, un- unoriginality of three teenage girls get kidnapped, but the person that kidnaps them has this uh, it's called like DID dissociative identity disorder where it's basically twenty three different people living in the same body. So these girls not only have to try to figure out how to get out of there and how to you know basically live through this situation, but they also have to go through dealing with basically twenty three different people in one body. And so that concept alone I think is great. And um James McAvoy, who plays the the kidnapper in this film, I think he's incredible. I think this movie is border borderline underrated. I think not enough people talk about it in in like a I don't know, in this fashion, honestly. I feel like it, it kinda just kinda it had it when it came on the scene it was pretty popular, but it's it feels like since then it's kinda came and went. It's also the movie uh that um along with the movie The Witch gave us Anya Taylor Joy, who I love very much and I think is one of the best actresses we have working today. And uh I think that's it's one of M. Night it's one of M. Night Shyamalan's best, in my opinion. I think it's an incredibly tense film. It uh it uses space really well, I think, because the whole movie takes place in uh basically this under it's a basement, but it's uh you can tell it's like to some sort of maintenance place. I won't spoil what it is, but and I think they use so there's a lot of tunnels and stuff, and they use that really well. In Shyamalan, who's known for the classic twist endings, I think this um this ending is one of his better ones. Um, but and not even like spoiler, there's like the Bruce Willis reveal at the end of his movie. It's not even that. I think like the actual reveal of uh like what this what this this kidnapper's intentions are. I think are really some of the scariest stuff to come on screen in the past 10 years or so. And so I really wish people talked about this movie more. And I think there's a really, really great human element to it. I think that the main character is a phenomenal character and they really uh, implemented the idea of trauma into this movie really well and how that um, is both like a strength and a weakness for her in this situation that she's in. And I think it's a really strong movie. and I think it's incredibly rewatchable I, out of all the movies on my list. I think I've actually seen this one the most. And cause really, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a great, um, it's a great cable watch. Oh, so like okay. basically one of those movies because McAvoy is so incredible in this movie and he's playing 23 different characters and he plays all of them so well. It's a great movie that like, if it's on TV, I'm fine with picking up this movie at any point because I know just like how magnetic he is. The whole movie basically playing a different character every five minutes. And so, I, I just love a lot about this movie and I wish it was talked about more. Uh, Yeah, Split. Pretty important movie to me. Can I ask a question? Yeah.
2: So did he get paid for one role or 23?
0: As far as I know, he was paid for one, which is Damn. just insane. But Just wondering. Yeah, no, good question. I'll have, to, I'll have to talk to M. Night about it. <laughs> See what he's got to say. M. Night. But, so Jason, you've seen it though, Split? No, I've
2: never seen the full movie, but oh, I've really? seen like clips of it. It does look pretty good.
0: Yeah. Teddy, you said you haven't seen I it. I have not, no. I, I would definitely do. check it out. Yeah. It's it's really good.
1: I knew that it was a movie, but I really didn't know the concept behind it now that you explained it.
0: Did I'm did my explanation down. make you want to see it more?
1: Yeah, I did I mean like I didn't really want to see it until I knew about it. I just knew it was a movie. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you.
0: Um all right, Jason, let's move on to your number four.
1: Number four,
2: I went with the classic uh, paranormal activity, the first one. Okay. That was one of the first horror movies I watched where I was like, "This is pretty freaky." Mm-hmm. Like that ending scene. I think, I think this was one where there was like maybe four different endings. I don't know if it was the first or second one. There was like a theatrical ending, like one that was released later on. Yeah, or that's know. made up. Especially I don't know. Especially with all the sequels that came out. After yeah, that, yeah. Guess. But the the ending I saw was like one of the first times like I left a horror movie and I was like, oh, "I gotta sleep different." Like maybe I set up a camera in my room and watch myself sleep. Yeah, I <laughs> think that uh, that was a that was a big deal at the time. That style that they did. Yeah. And then also, right after I watched that movie, um, we were sitting in someone's bas- you I watch horror movies in basements. That's just kind of how we mm. do things.
0: You, get, you have to at least
2: once. Yeah, yeah. And um, the person had a cat, and the cat decided to throw all of its toys down, and like a bell came ringing down the stairs. And I was like, I think it's over. So I think <laughs> that, that like pushed it higher up for him. Like, this is a good movie. That I was scared that a bell rolled down the stairs from a cat.
0: That is, that's a good point. How old were you when you first saw it? This was maybe. Three years ago, actually. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's it. Wasn't one I, of the first movies. Well, that's, I hey, that's me, a high compliment to the movie. Then I yeah. still
1: to this day after horror movies, am looking over my shoulder. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Teddy, you mentioned earlier that you're not a big Paranormal Activity fan. Yeah.
1: I mean, correct me. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen the whole movie. But that's the one where he like sets the camera up on himself sleeping. Yeah. Him and, and he his gets wife. up in the middle of the night and then. Yeah. Yeah. The other. I don't like the rest
2: of the series. Okay. I only really like the first one.
1: There's also one of them. I don't know what movie it is, but like this spirit just like snaps the neck of someone, right? In one of these movies, that seems like something I, common yeah, that I would happen. Know. But I don't know um, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, that that stuff doesn't do it for me. The now might be a better time. There's to, some suspense in this one. Not not really suspense. Like, is that what you like? Suspense? Well, so I to me, there's three types of mm-hmm. horror movies. And yep. this is like just how I view it. This is not a, a set thing, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think. There's like, there's the spirit ghost type of deal. Mm-hmm. There's the killer who just wants to kill you or, you know, mass murder or like person on your bed, which is kind of more realistic. Yeah. And then there's the psychological of just like this person is batshit crazy and you have no idea what could happen. And Where would you say Beavers fits <laughs> in, in that one? Um, realistic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like the spirit stuff doesn't really do it for me so much. It's more the realistic stuff yeah, or the psychological stuff. But, I mean, it's just not my taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think the f- well the found footage genre of horror is uh, very very gimmicky in my eyes. Came yeah. out of the scene with the Blair Witch Project in the late 90s. And then it was just kind of gone for a little bit. There was a couple here and there, but then Paranormal Activity really brought it back. Mm-hmm. And then we saw like a resurgence for a lot of years. Um, yeah, I would I would agree with you, Teddy. I, I don't think it's really my thing either. But I do have a lot of admiration for the Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity in particular. Mm-hmm. Especially because like that movie, I, I forget what it was. And I know like Blair Witch Project, they paid like... It's like not even a hundred thousand dollars to make that movie, and yeah. I think they made like over a hundred million dollars yeah. worldwide. And like it's one, of, it is. I'm pretty sure, like the most profitable movie ever made. I I'm so and kind of like, that wait, sense was there it's a cool. didn't they like release another Blair Witch? Yeah, recently? I think it was like 2016 or 17. They did. I never saw it, but they did do that. I think they like showed the face of the Blair Witch, which I think kind of ruins the yeah, whole it, point I of agree, it. Yeah, but yeah. And that's the thing about the Paranormal Activity movies too is like. With each installment, mm. they just show more and more and more, yeah. which is I think is one of the greatest strengths about that first movie is that so much isn't seen. Leave it up to memory. Er, yeah, like interpretation. Memory, interpretation, interpretation. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, good pick. Definitely deserves like a spot in like the Horror Movie Hall of Fame, whether you like it or not, just for its influence alone, Yeah, Teddy. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, Teddy, why don't you um, take this time to talk about your number four? Yeah, so my number four is
1: uh, very different than the rest of my list. And the reason, actually, I think I like this is we were kind of talking, obviously, our last podcast, villains. Villains mm-hmm. are the ones that you see yourself identifying with, which is why I think I really...
0: Wait, okay, yes. That sounds pretty bad. Yeah, I, don't, no. I didn't listen to this one. Not guys. identifying with, but you, 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 <laughs> you can see where they're coming from. Yes. Okay. The best villains are the ones that are yes. somewhat, at least somewhat empathetic. Yeah,
1: and you can, maybe, you don't identify with, but you're like, okay, I, I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do need to preface that because before I mention my number four, James Wan's Saw from two thousand four, I do not want to put people in these games. That being said, the idea behind it is these are people who do not appreciate life, and so with what he's trying to do with all of these games and people, all of his victims, is he trying to teach them something? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very similar to Blair Witch Project, and in, in that it's not, it was not a big budget.
0: Oh, yeah, no, very small.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, obviously, the the technical aspect, the cameras, the acting is really bad, but, again, they have very little money to do it. But I think the concept, I really like the concept behind it. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you just said I think a, a good movie can be you know, written behind the concept. Yeah. Um, It is a genre of, Jason's going to laugh, it is just torture porn, mm-hmm. which I'm not the biggest fan about, but I think it makes it, I think it's very, it's, 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 like I said, every movie on my list, I think it's very tense and there's just part of you that wants to keep watching yeah, and and kind of grit through the torture porn that I really don't love watching, mm-hmm. but it, I want to find out how this movie ends and how this story unfolds and what's going to happen to these people. Yeah. Um, I definitely, it definitely is higher on my list than I think I would say it is a good movie. Um, but it is one of the first horror movies ever watched, and yeah, I, I think that I think yeah. that that Saw is an interesting uh, antagonist and and bad person. Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, I'm a I'm a big Saw fan, yeah. and I think the best thing about Saw is that there is like an interesting story behind mm-hmm. behind all of that torture porn, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and you know, Saw. It's tough because that whole torture porn revolution which went on from about the fir- the 2004 the release of the first one all the way up through like the early 2010s with movies like um, you ever heard of like Hostel or, like The Hills oh. Have Eyes they like really were influenced by that and the big issue with it is like with every single release of any torture porn style movie it was like all right we now have to do more than the movie that just came out last yes. And so it's like, we need more creative kills, not even more creative kills. We just need more blood and guts, yeah. more, 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 more. And it became so incredibly diluted that like it lost what made the first Saw so good. Right. And so that's how I feel for a lo- about a lot of it. And, uh, but I do like the first Saw quite a bit. Yeah. Um,
1: and again, I, I like a lot of technical aspects of a lot of movies. Saw is not one of them.
0: But see, I think it's pretty admirable what they were able to accomplish with for such the money. Little Absolutely, m- money. Absolutely. I mean, I think the movie holds up pretty well. I, I, d- do. I do
1: too. And um, I think the first saw spiraled me. Me and Jason actually watched all nice, mm, yeah. All of all of the saws, and they get worse with each one. But I think <laughs> yeah, they start doing I too much near the end. Yeah, yeah, well, it's the same thing that he just yeah, said. Yeah. Activity. Um, but saw, I, I really like yeah. the
0: first saw movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's very few successful horror franchises. Mm. I think you'll find in just about every franchise, they get worse and worse as they go on. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I'm I'm not going to spoil everything about Saw, but like the ending, where you kind of get that twist, Mm -hmm. is it's a lot more rewarding because you've put in all the time and effort for the movie. Okay, as opposed to just having this twist at the end and people are like no i didn't see that coming but like the rest of the movie, like um i'll talk more about it later cuz there's another movie i have to say about it but yeah okay saw 4
0: um so speaking of franchises my number 4 is the original 1978 halloween mm. which is uh basically the the father of the uh the slasher genre um and one of the things i love about this movie that they've uh they've stayed incredibly loyal to through all these years uh, through all the remakes and sequels and blah blah I love the idea of a mass murderer but he doesn't run you yeah. know so he's always just walking after you and you can it's kind of like the you can run but you can't hide he'll he'll get you sort of thing and so that's like the most effective thing about it and when I first saw this movie I think I was about like 13 or 14 and I remember I really thought it was dumb because it's so. Uh, you can see the influence it had on all the other movies. Mm-hmm. So like basically none of the scares were scary. But, you know, I revisited it my freshman year of college and I, had this, I have this newfound appreciation for it and I really, really love it now and I really enjoy watching it because you can literally see right in front of your eyes the next 50 years of horror movies unfolding right in front of you. And I have just so much admiration for that. And I think the movie holds up incredibly well. I think a lot of the kills today are actually, like, really inspired and, frankly, better than some of the kills we get in a lot of horror movies today. And, uh, yeah, I think the, the original Halloween is uh, really, really great and holds a special place in my heart. You guys got anything on it, or do you want to jump over uh, to Jason's number three?
1: I mean, I I remember, I've watched it. It um, didn't have a huge place in my heart. Uh, maybe uh-huh. I should revisit it, too. I watched it when I was probably 12 or 13, 14, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm, I'm going to rewatch it. Cause again, you sold me.
0: I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, all right, Jason, you're up. What's your number three? Number three, Sean of the dead. Good pick. Yeah. I thought, I thought about it. I, yeah. I do love this movie.
2: It's very good. I mean, that's like, mm-hmm. I just love that crossover between like comedy and horror movies. Mm-hmm. And they did it very well in this, this one, a lot of good scenes, a lot of funny scenes coming out of here. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. It's just funny.
0: Yeah. It's really well done. It's, yeah. uh, that's, uh, so that's Edgar Wright's movie with, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, the comedic duo that he made three movies with. And I th- like the strongest thing about that movie. I think is just like the editing. Mm. It's got that real, like deadpan style of humor, almost yeah. like the office style of humor thrown into a zombie movie. <laughs> and so that works really well. Um, it- it's completely original it's funny that the movie's 18 years old now, and mm-hmm. it still holds up so well uh, because of its originality and the filmmaking behind it's really impressive. Shaun of the Dead is probably my favorite horror comedy. I would say that and Zombieland when I was younger were two movies oh, that yeah, were that very those two. Were pretty, pretty important to me. But yeah, Shaun of the Dead, great pick. Teddy, is that another one you haven't seen? That is another
1: one I have not seen. I wow. uh,
0: have you seen like Have you seen Baby Driver? No. Mm. Have you seen? Okay. Yeah, never mind. Have you seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? No. Okay, never mind. Go (laughs) ahead. What's your number three, Teddy?
1: Uh, Ari Aster's 2019 Midsommar. Mm -hmm. Um, What I love about this is, you told me this, so this is kind of something coming out of you, but it stuck with me, is this is a really freaky film, but it happens almost entirely during the day, Mm -hmm. which I think is a testament to the, whether it's just the writing or Ari Aster's creativity with how he, you know, Films the, the movie. Um, but have you seen Mitsumar? Oh, uh, yeah. So just for the, the quick plot, this girl goes on with her boyfriend and his friends. Is it Sweden? mm mm-hmm. so They go to this, I guess just the best way like a commune. Yeah, mm-hmm. f- uh, like an ancient commune, mm-hmm. like uh, ind- uh, um, independent tribe, maybe even a better way to say it. Um, and it is just a mind fuck and what i really love about this movie is i love the use of drugs in this movie yeah um this is because as a person watching it you are just sitting there like i have no idea what's going on and neither do the characters for a lot of the movie because they are just all drugged up and this ain't this 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 group of people just has very specific ways and and I really like the American aspect to it of these Americans, like the guy taking the piss on the tree. Yeah. And it happens to be like the old tree and they just freak out. Yeah. And I think that that makes it kind of entertaining as well. And it is, I could sit in here and talk about it all day and I don't want to, because there's so many small details that I think are very interesting about this movie, but, Mm -hmm. uh, very, very, very cool. Very interesting watch. Um, there are a couple of scenes from *Midsummer* that are going to come up later in this podcast. Yeah,
0: I was just going to mention. I think that *Midsummer* personally, there's there's like a gap between me and that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there it didn't totally click with me. Mm-hmm. I think it was there's something missing there. But so in that sense, I think it's not as good as the sum of its parts because mm-hmm. you're right. There are some scenes in that movie that are just like unforgettable, yeah. literally unforgettable. I think. We could talk about them later, but I don't. Was the were you gonna mention the opening scene later? Um, that is on my honorable mentions
1: for top five scenes.
0: Okay. Well, I, I'll talk about it a little bit right now. Okay. I think that is one of the most. It's not on my list, but I think it's like one of the most impressive and like upsetting, but like ways to pull your audience into the story. Mm-hmm. Like I remember watching that, and that was like board, It was like jaw dropping. Like you're yeah. like. This is so disturbing and so upsetting, and, and, and it he, sets the tone for the rest of the movie. Yes. really, really well. And
1: he uses a uh, very slow camera movements. Oh yeah, which is I think kind of weird for a, uh-huh. which is obviously his style that we we've come uh, to is, learn. That but is one
0: of his like trademarks. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it's it's very it's very different. It's very yeah. different tone. Yeah, than a lot of horror movies that just jump you in and they're like, okay, this is the story, and it's it is again, it's this unraveling, it's a story unfolding. And, uh, it's a, it's a movie that freaks me out and it happens almost entirely during the day.
0: Yeah. We, we talked earlier about, uh, jump scares and how more often than not, they're very cheap. Mm -hmm. And I think what Ari Aster does so well is I think you and I have had this discussion before Teddy, where he just, he won't show you a jump scare. He will show you something that might startle you at first. Mm Mm-hmm. But he he won't cut away from it. He yeah. will just keep the camera still and keep it on what he just showed you and mm-hmm. just let it linger. Yeah. And like the fact that it's so still and the fact yeah. that it's not moving and it's almost like picturesque, like a painting. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you just have to sit there as an, as an audience member and stare at it makes it get under your skin so much more, in my opinion, yes. than a than a half second jump scare that just has a really loud. Yes, like bang or something, you know.
1: And he does he does such a great job of. I think a lot of movies try and do this where they show you different parts of something, and then they want it to all untie at the end, mm-hmm. which is it's it's rewarding a little bit. But I think he does a really good job of having like the beginning, like as the, as the movie goes on, more and more unfolds, and you just can't keep your eyes off it. Instead of like, oh yeah, well here's a piece in the beginning of the movie that like, you know contributed to the end but like no one cared about it if you know what i'm saying like he literally has this way of just forcing you to watch the movie you can't take your eyes off yeah i agree he's and it just makes the end that more rewarding
0: yeah we he will he will be coming up later so we can talk about (laughs) him some more then but uh my number three is uh another just quote unquote i think classic but it's uh ridley scott's 1979 sci-fi horror movie alien The first alien movie, which I think has the best movie slogan of all time, which is In Space, No One Can Hear You Scream, which is like one of the best ways to sell a movie, I think. And I mean, and that's, you know, that's such a big part of it, too. It's this crew of uh, astronauts and these space explorers literally trapped in their ship with an alien. And the alien grows rapidly and it literally gets inside some of the. these astronauts and i think that i mentioned space earlier and split the use of space and i think this movie captures the claustrophobic feeling of Mm. being trapped really really well and it's another one of those movies man that you know the movie's over 40 years old and i still think it holds up really well i was lucky enough to see it in theaters for the very first time i saw i only saw this for the first time in 2020 and you know movie theaters were really struggling to stay open they had just reopened And one of the theaters I go to was like showing older movies for $5 and I'd never seen alien before. So I went and saw it in theaters and that was a really cool way to experience it. Sigourney Weaver is really great in this movie. She's one of, I think the most iconic horror movie protagonists. And, uh, I mean the visuals, the, uh, complete use of like prosthetics, you know, the absence of CGI because it was made in the 1970s, make this movie hold up really, really well. And, uh, it inspired, a really interesting wave of sequels um, but I think as far as the horror aspect of it the this saga goes it is not done better in any other movie than it is in the first Alien so I would highly recommend Alien if, you have, if you've never seen it have either of you guys seen I it? I have not I have no. not, no worth the watch okay worth the watch alright Jason what's your number two? number
2: two I'm going with uh, the first scary movie really? I really like scary movie <laughs>
0: Didn't yeah, they just, what did they just get added to? Was it, uh, I think it's HBO Max, maybe? Oh, I'm not sure. They just got, like, th- the first three movies yeah. of it. They so, yeah, they were, like,
2: they'd cycle them out through Netflix for a while. Back Yeah, the day. I'd, uh-huh. I'd just rewatch it every single time. But, like, there's some really funny scenes coming out of the first. Guy. I oh, mean, yeah. every single scary movie has a lot of funny scenes. But the yeah. first one with uh, Ghostface and
1: uh-huh. all those guys, just yeah. an amazing movie. You're looking like you don't like Scary Movie over no, here. No, I looked up, actually, Scary Movie 5 is my favorite but, of the scary movies. Yeah. What? That's yeah. maybe one of the, the worst. The yeah, that's the worst best. take I've ever yeah, heard. I, yeah, I know. Anyway, I looked it up and it, mm-hmm. it only said comedy, so I didn't include it. But well, it would have been it, it it would an would honorable in the name mention. Is the anyway. thing, so I was like, oh. I'm going to put it in there. Okay. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll give It's fine. I'll let it slide this once. It <laughs> would have been an honorable mention, but yeah, for whatever reason. According to the rules. No, I'm just saying, like it is a hot take. I know that's a hot take, That but five is my favorite. Yeah. That's insane. That's fine. I mean, have yeah, you I know. seen one through four? Yeah, I have. What is it 2 or 3 the one with uh where they're stuck in the house? 2. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That I would be I my should. second one actually. Was 5 I love scary
0: movie 3 with the alien invasion. Oh yeah. That was I like that one a lot. Yeah.
1: Uh it was 5 the one with Charlie Sheen? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's just cuz I get those jokes more or maybe just it's probably the, what it is. Yeah. Or is it? Is that uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you I said mean that's serious. probably oh, what it oh, is. Okay. I Thought <laughs> yeah. you were being a jerk about it. Well, <laughs> I you deserve it by saying scary movie five is your favorite scary I movie. I know, I know. Uh am I going on my number two? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh my number two is one of the movies that I revisit probably two to three times a year. I love watching it with people for the first time. Funnest, funniest thing about this movie, uh I saw it for the first time with Jake. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw it, I hated it mm-hmm. with a passion. I thought um so I'll just say it was Jordan Peele's Us from 2019. I thought Jordan Peele it was after a cash grab. I didn't get it. I hated it. I hated it. I was so mad I went. And then my girlfriend at the time wanted to see it. And so I watched it a second time. And I was like, it's still pretty bad, but i was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> whatever. And then for whatever reason, I watched it for someone again the third time. And I was like, holy shit, that movie's actually sick. Um, I think it. Well, I love that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean. You remember. Oh, yeah. You I hated, hated it. it. I hated it. And uh, we talked about it. Uh, we talked a little bit about it um, the last episode about how Jordan Peele just hates rabbits. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's just uh, kind of sums up how he tells the story. He tells it in a very personal way. But I get it, if that makes sense. he mm-hmm. he, he really wanted to show it in his way. I think a lot of, and you would know better than me, but I think some... Writers and directors tell stories how they think the audience will like it. Yeah, and I think Jordan Peele really just goes for it the way he wants to. I agree, hundred um, percent. I think it challenges society in a lot of ways, which I love. And I have never seen another horror movie. You would know better than me, but this is the probably the, the definitely the scariest horror movie I've ever seen. Where you have to be afraid of yourself.
0: Yeah, it's a really cool concept in that way. A- yeah, and it I, opens the door for a lot of different like themes and questions at the center of the movie which i I like a lot
1: yes and i think um we'll get into a couple of the scenes about this movie later too but i i just have goosebumps and i think of that's the realist style i know that it's kind of a far-fetched idea but it's not a spirit it's not a ghost it's it is people who are after you um and i think this movie is really funny too oh yeah (laughs) and Again, we'll get into a little bit more about that. Come, we talk about the scenes, but uh, my number two is Jordan Peele's Us are 2019. You, so, yeah. are you like okay. aware of what changed between all the viewings, or did something just click? Good question. I think it was more of a. I think you. I think I. What I said earlier, and and maybe now is the time to get into it, is I. You used the example, and I want you to give me the, the example that you used, but it was something about would you rather be in a room where you know the bomb? Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah.
0: um Alfred Hitchcock said the difference between oh shit, it's like the difference between cuz we talked about it in the sense of a twist ending. Yes. And yeah. so it's um oh, it's like the difference between like suspense and like a surprise. Yes. And so it's say there's a meeting, there's a there's a meeting going on in a room and there's 10 people in the room. From an audience perspective, would you rather see that there's a bomb strapped underneath the table at the start of the scene and not know when it's going to go off or would you just rather have them go on with the meeting and the room just randomly explode out of nowhere. Yeah. See like you personally I want to know where the I know I want to know that the bomb is there because then I'm on the edge of my seat for that entire yes. meeting. You know, and otherwise then it just looks like a th- if the you take option 2 it just looks like a th- like a throwaway scene until they throw something completely out of the blue at you and there's really no context and it's it's not nearly as impactful in my opinion. Yes. And, you know, I a lot of horror movies, Us, I think, is a rare horror movie, and I think this can be said about both of Jordan Peele's movies and Ari Aster's movies, but a lot of standard horror movies like Your Saws and like uh, like a Halloween-style movie mm-hmm. are really only, they're going to be as good as they're going to get on that first watch. Right. So I think that you, you choosing suspense over surprise is, I would take 10 times out of 10. Yes. Uh-huh.
1: And I think, so I think the first time I watched us, cause there is a mm-hmm. twist ending. Yeah. And I think the first time I watched it, I just never put myself into the shoes. I never was really with the concept. Yeah. And so I looked at the surprise as the whole point of the movie. Right. Which it's so not. Mm-hmm. It has a surprise at the end, but the suspense of the movie really is what makes it such a great movie. And, and again, I don't know, or maybe the best, it was just. Yeah.
0: The best yeah. way I can describe us to somebody who's never seen it using what we were just talking about Yes, it does have a twist ending. But it's but, not that's
1: not what the movie's about.
0: But like here what I was gonna say is that he does show you the bomb under the table. Yes. It's just yes. he distracts you. He by like showing you a bunch of other stuff at the same exact yes. time. And yes. And then so in that sense he kind of arts outsmarts you, which I don't wanna sound as like ai I wanna I don't wanna make that sound as like a gimmick or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like it it's a big part of what makes those rewatches so re- rewarding because like he he quote unquote shows you the bomb like 10 different times and you miss it every single time that first viewing. And so going back and rewatching it and picking up on every single time, basically the ending was right in front of you and you didn't see it is what makes that so good. Yeah. In my opinion.
1: Um, and I, like I said, there are a couple scenes from this movie that I love, but we're going to get to those later. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, my number two is us.
0: Good pick. Um, my number two is, uh, just another classic, another older one. Stanley Kubrick's nineteen eighty, The Shining, with yes. uh, Jack Nicholson. Yes.
1: That was one of my honorable mentions. Yeah,
0: and credit uh, probably the most iconic horror movie in terms of like an imagery standpoint. Um, it's it, this is an incredibly challenging watch. I think, from a, personally speaking, because movies two hours and twenty some minutes long, and uh, it's very very slow. Like uh, there's very few horror elements to it for a long time. And it's just, like, that idea of just, like, slowly peeling back the layers. And uh, I I just think it's expertly done. Every time I do watch it, I find something new to appreciate about it. And uh, I like that the movie challenges me so much, and I think it really challenges the patience of the audience really well. And uh, it was funny because, like, the first time I saw it, when I was a lot younger, I was probably 12 years old, Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to see it to say I've seen The Shining. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, by the time it was over, I was like, that was just so not worth sitting through I all of it. I was same, and, way. same but way. it's, every time I revisited it, I just re- appreciate all those slower aspects of it so much more. And, and uh.
1: Jack Nicholson is a freaky dude.
0: He really is. <laughs> Unbelievable performance by him. One of his many, but, uh. I mean, what what else is there to say about The Shining that already hasn't been said by somebody else? I think a lot it's of people have seen that movie. For as iconic as it is. A lot of people our age. Yeah, yeah. and, and well, I would and,
1: encourage you to see it for sure.
0: Well, and I know a lot of people that have started it and not finished it for that exact reason. People yeah. I
2: watched with, they, they fell asleep halfway
0: yeah, through. It, it yeah, it really tests your patience. It's yeah. really slow. Yeah. And like I said, it's basically three, four, it's basically four characters in a giant hotel. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned using space earlier, and I could say with this one, too, and the movie uses a lot of wide shots really well, where it's like it's these grand rooms, and it's literally just one guy sitting at a desk on a yeah. typewriter. So yeah. It's like, what's interesting about that? And so it can be hard for you as an audience member the first time you watch it, unless just, like you're really locked in to like, feel the sense of madness that the movie is uh, portraying. Um, but I think the more times you revisit it, and the more locked in on it you are, which... I, I, it's, it's just, it just, I think it gets better with every watch and, uh, I think it gets better the older I get and the older the movie gets mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I love The Shining. Yeah. All right, Jason, let's hear your number one. Your number one. Number one, I put Sinister.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's just, I, I was saying earlier, Paranormal Activity is one of the first movies that made me feel something after I watched it. Like, I feel pretty scared right now, but like Sinister was the real first one. Like when okay. I was like a little bit younger. Watching that one in a basement, seeing the boogeyman stand outside by a tree, like, yeah, just made me feel something. But like the, I mean, it's not found film, but like the, like in the in the movie, he like makes tapes or whatever, where right. he like watches yep. the family. Like mm-hmm. those tapes were like very scary and very well done. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna describe one later. Yeah, but like those the, those tapes is what lasts with me for this film.
0: I yeah, um, you should definitely check out Black Phone then because. It's directed by the same guy who made Sinister and yeah. the main character from Sinister that actor is the main actor in The Black Phone, the dad. Yeah. Okay, so they're a, they're a good pairing together and I think Sinister really solid movie. I've not seen it. I think my taste cuz it there's like this era from like 2010 to like 2016 where you got three insidious movies, two conjuring yeah. movies and two sinister <laughs> movies. And they're they're pretty similar to each other, mm. I would say. The most part. Sinister, I think, is definitely the most gruesome of the three. Yeah. But um it's still incredibly effective and it's a really solid movie. Mm-hmm. I would definitely check it out.
1: So we have the same one.
0: We do have the same one.
1: Do you want me to introduce
0: do it? Do you want to say it on three? Yeah. Jason count us down. Three. Oh wait. One,
1: <laughs> two, three. Hereditary, Hereditary. Yeah. ari aster twenty nineteen. Eighteen. Eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have eighteen. Um First thing I want to say about this movie is, as I mentioned earlier, there's three types of horror, in my opinion, and this movie utilizes all three of them, where it has this demon, spirit, God type of deal. It has the person who is the murderer under the bed, and it has the absolute psychological, this person is going batshit crazy. Um, There are a few scenes of this movie that are going to come up later as well, I can tell probably from... Jake's list as well yeah I got one um I just think everything I said about Midsommar is the the same in this I think he does a really good job of these slow pans he uses a really really cool way of telling the story with the dollhouse
0: oh yeah which I think is incredible
1: is a is obviously a symbolism for the rest of the movie but um it is just a mind ride and you don't know what's coming and when it finally comes, you're right. He there's one scene I, get, I, get, I really I'm gonna wait till later, but he literally just shows you you're right. He shows you exactly what you don't wanna see. Yeah. And uh, I I just love this movie. I think yeah. it is tense, it unfolds well. I think it the ending is so rewarding and it, it's it's what, two hours and something?
0: A little over two hours. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it doesn't feel like that long, but it definitely, at the end, you really can tell that the ending is far different than the beginning. Like, the movie definitely yeah. changes quite a bit. Yeah. Um, But it is, there are so many, like, uh, there's just so many things, and every time I rewatch it, I pick up on new things, and mm. quite frankly, dude, Joan, Joan freaks me out.
0: <laughs> Joan is very scary. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, too, because that was Ari Aster's first feature. Like that was how he came onto the scene. Can you believe that? I, like that's insane to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think of a better directorial debut than Hereditary, and all I can think of recently is Whiplash. Both those, yeah. But I mean, Hereditary, yes, it's incredible. One of the one of the most complex horror movies I've ever seen. Um, leaves you to, with so much to think about. Yes, yes. In terms of. I love how this movie tackles the idea of like generational trauma and grief, and how how such a traumatic situation can be handled differently by by you know people that are so members of the same family, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that there's just so much going on beneath the surface of this movie that it's one of those movies where I feel like uh, you could show it to a, a group of a lot of different people and they're all going to react differently. They're all going to react differently, which I think is a very high compliment for a movie. And yeah, hereditary, you know, came out only four years ago, but I'm, I'm definitely watching that movie at least once or twice a year. Yeah. Like that. It's a, it's a staple in my, uh, in my favorite movies. And, uh, I just can't say enough positive things about I it. I right can't. Today. Like
1: I said, I, I don't want to sit here and talk about it forever. But yeah,
0: and like you said, we'll get to more scenes. Yeah. So, yeah, for the sake of time, let's just jump right into the scenes. Do okay. you, you guys have your scenes ranked? Yes. I do not. You just have five scenes? I just have five that I wrote out. All right. Well, we'll start with you. Just rattle off whichever one you want to rattle off first. Um,
2: I think, okay, I'll start with uh one of the scary movie scenes. but um, <laughs> scary, I just titled it Scary Movie Stoner Scene. Okay. Where there's like he's like, I see ghosts, and he's like, Oh, this shit is fire. Ah. And then he's like starts laughing like Shorty in that movie. <laughs> and then um they start smoking with a ghost face and his mask changes and then Halloween comes around, everyone has a like a stoned ghost face mask to wear. Yeah. That's just I thought that seems hilarious. Yeah, no. That's I mean, you really can't low really low not seat. like that scene.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good pick. It's funny. Yeah. It's good we change. just set the tone. All right, Teddy. Uh, hit us. With the number
1: speaking five. of tone, I am going to pick a scene that really is not that scary, but is the only horror movie to this day that has actually shown up in my nightmares.
0: Whoa! And it doesn't okay.
1: deserve to be anywhere in there, mm. but I think that's a testament to how freaky the movie is. Mm-hmm. This is the Fruit Loop scene from Get Out. Really? Yes. So um, huh. it's really weird, right? Yeah. It Has no really business weird. being my nightmare, but it was. So, but what I think is really cool about this movie from a from a tone perspective, is. Uh, a lot of these really scary movies are uh kind of they follow a tone and uh and then the, you know the scene just is kind of that same tone just wrapped up and it, you know like the the climax of the movie resembles the rest of the movie i guess what i'm trying to say is horror a lot of these horror scenes are based on what you've seen in in the previous part of the movie okay yeah. that's what makes it scary Mm -hmm. This scene's different, and this is where Jordan Peele tells you how the rest of the movie is going to be. Because this is really early on after they figure out... After the reveal. The reveal, right. Uh And so I think this is kind of where you see this change of like, oh, this is what the movie's going to be now. And it it freaks me the hell out. I also do think that Jordan Peele, it's a... I don't want to make this sound in a politically bad way, but I think it's a way of him kind of making fun of white people.
0: Okay, <laughs> which, I, which I do.
1: I mean, I think he's. You know, I think yeah. a lot of his movies are mm-hmm. kind of that. Oh, there's a political element yeah. to any movie he makes, and I yeah. think that this is one of one of the the scenes that interesting. Yeah,
0: that you feel that way about this scene. Um, since you've seen this scene, do you ever now enjoy? cereal with milk on the side instead of milk I do not cereal. No. Okay. and I
1: also do eat it with a spoon still okay nice. just, Okay, <laughs> and, yeah. and I don't the see little straight the, up the, the little just little <laughs> nibbles out of it and refuses to eat the whole thing at once that is the only scene to this day that has shown up in my nightmares that's crazy that's really <laughs> Isn't funny. It? That's weird. but yeah. that had to be on my list because yeah. of that
0: reason too it's kind of funny because it's kind of reminds me of the the rabbits in us you uh-huh. know where it's just like you're like why rabbits but then you're watching that scene and you're kind of like Kind of this funny. is really creeping me out, but like why Fruit Loops? You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, that's a good pick. Um, <laughs> my number five, I just, what I wrote down for it was just elevator doors, the shining mm-hmm. open up and the blood pours out. One of the most iconic images in cinema history. Um, like I said, shining really tests your patience and uh, th- the payoff or the ending of that movie really gets more rewarding the older I get, like I said, but, um, even when I first saw that movie, you know that scene's coming. There's really no explanation for it. It just kind of shows up, and it is like one of the most like visually haunting things you've ever seen. Just, just buckets and buckets and buckets of blood pouring out of elevator doors as they open, just filling an entire hallway. It is, it is like the stuff of nightmares. Um, it's like I said, the visual, just to, from a purely visual standpoint it's funny cause you just mentioned that so many of your scenes are like they're pivotal moments in the movie kind mm-hmm. of it seems like where it, it basically sets the tone for what the rest of the movie is going to be like. A lot of my picks are just like standalone. Like mm-hmm. this scene stands on its own in my opinion. And I think it's really well done and uh, it's yet to be topped. I think cause I think um, a lot of um, movies have tried to imitate, imitate this in some sort of fashion where they want like that one shot mm-hmm. where it stands out above all the others in their movies, but I mean this this just remains the top dog in that category for me. So I I think it would have been unfair for me to uh, leave, leave that leave list. it off my list. Right. So yeah. All right, Jason, what's your number four? <laughs>
2: um, I don't know if this is number. If, if you can't tell, my uh my scenes are kind of just random scenes that I like. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but from Shaun of the Dead, the record scene, where dude, I was going like, to mention it earlier, yeah. 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 They're deciding, uh-huh. like, oh, oh, Batman, yeah, throw that one yeah. at am Stephen so Killing with that one. But, like, every time I watch a horror movie, I think, like, what would I do in this situation? Like, I think mm-hmm. the best thing you can do, like, if zombies are attacking you, just act casual. Yeah. You, you die or you don't, I mean, uh-huh. I it's
0: don't a, know. It's a great thing, too, about Shaun of the Dead is, like, the zombies are like so slow moving and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And basically, Teddy, what happens? One shows up in their backyard, so they take like this crate of old records they have because they don't have any weapons. They're basically just like losers. Yeah. Thrown in the middle of a zombie apocalypse <laughs> and even knows the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and they don't even yeah. know, so they just start throwing old records at it, like just to kind of <laughs> see what will happen. And it's a really funny scene. Yeah. And they're like arguing about which records to throw at it, like <laughs> if it's worth, if it's worth ruining that record. That's a really good one. And in good the end, pick. they just
2: they kill them with shovels. So like, yeah, they do so they figure it, it out eventually. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, but you gotta have all that time that
1: they're slowly
0: walking towards you. Uh-huh. Right? No, I understand. Yeah, good Sounds pick, Jason.
1: <laughs> all right, Teddy, let's hear your four. <laughs> My four is the final scene of Hereditary. Now, when oh, okay. I say the final scene, I'm talking in the treehouse. In the treehouse, yes. Gotcha. Um, starting with when he's on the ground. Okay. Um, because I think the last whatever twenty to thirty minutes of that movie. Specifically, like the last thirty minutes, but not the last five minutes, Mm -hmm. are just an epic ride. Where oh yeah, it's just a, it's just crazy, Mm -hmm. and I think this final scene, in terms of like what's actually physically going on, is a lot calmer. Yeah, but what you realize is, to me, just the scariest part of the whole movie. Oh yeah, because that is kind of the idea of where you figure out what happened this whole movie Mm -hmm. it's the rewarding part it's and it's just after 20 minutes of like your heart is racing and you're on the edge of your seat and you're just like wow yeah that is how we decided to to end the movie i know it's quite crazy to me
0: and it's kind of like you're sitting there watching that movie the first time you see it and you're like what the hell could this all be like leading towards and (laughs) it's like Basically, Ari Aster is kind of just like saying to the audience, whatever you're thinking, it's more disturbing. Yes. You know, and so when they finally, yeah, those like final few shots are.
1: Yeah. And there definitely is a what the fuck moment. And when it goes to the credits where they're, I don't want to, Jason hasn't seen the movie, so I don't want to ruin all of it. But at the end of the credits, Mm -hmm. if you remember what they're saying.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, those, those,
2: the, those two words too. will stick in.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did
2: you say the overall plot of Hereditary or no? No. Oh, okay.
0: The it's funny, I was looking at the movie on IMDb earlier today, and the the little plot summary they have for it is just like a grieving family deals with unexpected consequences. Mm-hmm. Very vague. Yeah, it's extremely vague, which I almost love. Yeah, and They're not wrong. Yeah, I know. So in, <laughs> You you got to see Hereditary Jason it's so sick. Um my number 4 um the first scene I think we have from a movie that wasn't on any of our lists. Uh so it's actually from the movie Don't Breathe. Have you guys mm-hmm. seen that? Yeah. I just labeled it The Reveal. Did you say you have seen it? I have. All right, I'm going to spoil it and Teddy, I'm sorry. That's fine. So basically Don't Breathe plays out like a normal home invasion movie. They uh these like three younger people discover that there's a blind man who lives in this house by himself and that there's like a significant amount of money in there. And so their whole thing is, well, he's blind. We should easily be able to steal it from him, whether he's home or not. And so similar to hush. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, except the roles are kind of reversed. The blind guy's the villain. Oh yeah. Okay. And so, uh, basically he ends up like, he's a really difficult force for them to get past. And basically they end up like, they run into the basement and they're trying to hide from him. They're trying to get out of the cellar door. And it is revealed that this blind man is keeping a woman hostage in his basement. And so that part alone is already like, what the fuck? Like, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. You You as the the audience member are like, Yeah, you as the audience member, like, where is this movie going? And the scene that really gets me is that when it's revealed that the woman he is keeping cap like hostage in his basement is the woman that killed his daughter in a in a car act like a car crash. So she was charged with like manslaughter originally, but ended up getting off the charges because it was a complete accident. Mm-hmm. So he's keeping her hostage. This girl that killed his daughter. And um what he is doing to her is that he is trying to impregnate her by like keeping he's got like a whole stash of his own cum, like his own okay. semen, and he fills it with a turkey baster and he's trying to impregnate her to get, so she will give him the daughter that he took from her. And when that is revealed to the audience, when you figure out that, that that's what this guy's whole plan is terrifying. Yeah, it is. It is <laughs> it, utterly horrifying. And it takes this like simple home invasion movie mm-hmm. to a complete like area, like way even miles past, like the what the fuck area. Yeah. Like whatever. it's sort of what I mentioned with hereditary where it's like, whatever you were expecting, think, a million times worse. Like my mind wasn't even like considering that possibility. Never would. I thought that anybody would go there in a mainstream horror movie like that. And the fact that they were so audacious to like go with that as like the villains motivation and to just throw these three like teenagers trying to rob his house into that situation, just giving them even more reason to be killed by him because now they know what he's up to. It, it takes the movie to another level and makes that movie really, really strong in my opinion. Um, I'm a big fan of Don't Breathe, and I think when that was revealed to me, I can't remember the last time, like outside of Hereditary, of a movie in the past ten years or so, where I've been like straight up, like disturbed and just like what the fuck is going on. Really, really got me, and I think that movie's really good, and I love that scene and that reveal.
2: Did you uh, watch the second one that came out?
0: I didn't. No. I don't know why they made a sequel. They probably I, shouldn't I have. Yeah, and cause... I. I know somebody's close to me that saw it and they were like, that was one of the biggest wastes of time that, that I've ever. It was very different from. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, di- I didn't have much desire to see it when I saw the trailers and I'm glad I haven't seen it, but I do really enjoy the first Don't Breathe. All right, Jason, your next scene hit us.
2: Dropping another scary movie scene, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the classic when uh when he calls the phone and said he picks up and he's like, do you know where I am? And then yeah. uh, she walks out, and she's like, "Uh, yeah, you're. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, you're behind the couch, and his feet are sticking out. Yeah. I mean, that's just like the perfect form of like parody for a horror movie. And yeah. he's like, he's like, whoa, wait, wait, Okay, don't peek. I'm gonna hide again. We're gonna redo this. And he like, he's like hiding under the rug and everything. Uh huh. And then there's a nice little chasing. It's just, I die laughing every time I watch. That's yeah. pretty yeah. Funny. No, that yeah. scene is funny. That seems funny.
1: That's good. Um, is it me? Yeah. Sure. I'm on three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nidsommar. The scene uh, about halfway through the movie where you understand what kind of director Ari Aster is, and this is the jumping off the cliff scene. Yes, this this is what I wanted to mention earlier, along with the opening scene. Yes, Um, it is just, the opening scene, like I said, was in my uh, honorable mentions for scenes, but he just does not hold back. It is gruesome, it is gross, you can't can't look away because you're so interested to see what's going to happen, but he just for he almost forces you to look away with how disturbing it is yeah and um i think it's he's very have you seen him i have yeah yeah so so and then like when he hits him with the stick yeah is even worse oh yeah than the jumping and uh, i love the other uh i don't know remember if they're from america or not but the other people not and they're just freaking out yeah and it, it it's only it's not comedy but it's almost a way of just like that would be me yeah like if i saw that that would be me
0: yeah it's like the such sudden brutality yeah like completely out of nowhere that like yeah it it warrants these insane reactions yeah And like that you're right it's almost like borderline comedic yeah when you know what's coming because it's like it you're right it hits you like a ton of bricks and it's just like comes out of nowhere. Yeah. That's a great scene. Yeah.
1: And again, it kind of sets up for what the rest Set of the, the movie of is going to be yeah. instead of uh-huh. what it is.
0: Yeah. So it's like you have that uneasy feeling about the commune, the whole movie leading yes. up to this point. Now and you're then the really rest uneasy. of the movie, now it's like, now you know anything. Like, now you're everything's in fair game, Yeah, you
1: know? Which is, which is, it's an interesting way to do that though, is to yeah. kind of, because like that scene, yes, while it, it's important to the movie it's not like a direct contributor to the rest of the movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you're right. It kind of gives you this more inconspicuous, like anything could happen yeah. deal, but it's still, it's within the realm of possibilities of this commune. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Great pick. Thank you. Um, my number three, I think might be showing up later in your list, Teddy. I It's from the movie Us, and I have it just, I just called it the arrival of the other family. It will, it will come up. Yes you want to talk about it right now or is it your number one it's,
1: it is my number one so we, we can talk about it right now though since that's okay. my reveal yeah
0: okay. um i'll let you take the floor because it's your number one if you want to say anything about it first
1: i just want to say that i think this is again i think something that we've kind of mentioned is comedy and horror actually team up really well together yeah and i think this is another example of it where it's this movie of like oh these these people are coming back in adelaide the, the main character is like i don't know what's going to happen yada yada. And then the kids like, "There's a family in our driveway." And he goes, "There's not a family in our driveway." And then he's just kind of the dad's just kind of sitting there, like, "Huh?" And you know, he's kind of taking it as it as like, a, "Oh, I'm not really that scared." But you, as an audience member, are like, "Okay, this is where shit's gonna." Uh, get, and the start fact that
0: basically down. all you see is like the silhouettes of the family. Yeah. Too. Yes,
1: and then he's kind of going out, and he's like, "Now the cops are already on their way." You know, and he's kind of like, ha- get crazy. we can, can get, get crazy, crazy, you know, and yeah. he's kind of having fun with this. He's so the dad. He's in that like, movie, he's perfect. Yeah, and like, he's really funny in this scene because uh-huh. he's just not, and the kids are kind of terrified, but Adelaide is the one who's really terrified.
0: Yeah, but you can't say why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which makes it even better.
1: And then, and then you are sitting here and it's the, yeah. and then they just start crawling yeah. to the, and then it's like. It's creepy. I, I, I just had and chills then, doing. I that. I love
0: the way that that scene utilizes sound. Yes. When once they start like pursuing the house, mm-hmm. and you know the the main family of four is basically like huddled around the front door, and you have no idea what entrance all four of the other ones are going to come through. Yeah. In the way that it just like uses sound and just like pulls your, I mean your ears are just like. It, what you're hearing is forcing you to pull your eyes to different parts of the screen. Yes. Because you're like, where's this one going to come from? Where's it going to come from? Yes. And so I think that just adds in a whole new level of tension. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, leading all the way up to the part where they, like, confront each other by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, sitting there staring at them. Yeah.
1: And, and it's, it's, it's awesome. relatively early.
0: It's extremely early. Yeah. It's like 20 minutes in.
1: Right. But but my point is like, it's not, that's not the climax. Oh no. But that's, that's just telling you, Hey, we're getting started. I,
0: I really think that us is like, it's like, it's a literal like roller coaster of a movie. Mm-hmm. It just like from the terms, like the thrills and the tension. Mm-hmm. And it's like everything leading up to this scene is like when a roller coaster first starts and you're just like going up the hill really, really slow. And then like this scene, the arrival of the family is like going down that first big hill at full speed. And it just sets the tone for the rest of the way, Mm -hmm. which you mentioned, like the best scenes do that. They set the tone for the rest of the movie. And I think this one is really impressive. It's like, yeah, it's it's like it's it's incredibly scary.
1: Yeah. And and again, it's like, you know, something's coming, but you don't know what. Mm -hmm. And you think that these people are just going to like charge the house or just kind of like like when I first watched it, I was like, oh, they're probably just going to sit out there in that silhouette form for like days and they're just yeah. going to be like this weird stalking people or um i mean the, how old's a movie i thought that was like the Rio start of the hands across america thing just mm-hmm. in that spot oh. so it's like oh there's just gonna be more people each day and then it th- yeah and that just gives, gives me the, the crawling yeah too. and then yeah and then the the fire and the yeah yeah just scary you know something's coming you just don't know what yeah great yeah. pick Thank you. And like I said, that was my one.
0: That's my three. Okay. I love that scene. So, uh, Jason, got two scenes left. Let's hear about them. Let's Um, hear about one of them. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh,
2: I just chose the paranormal activity ending where uh, they're watching through it, and then the wife just casually walks downstairs. And then the scariest part was when she screams uh, Micah, the husband's name, and he just freaks out, and he jumps up, and he runs down. And there's just, like, a bunch of noise going on. And, like, you can't really tell what's going on, but obviously you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't remember if I'm making this up, but I think, like, she, like, threw his body, maybe? Or did something happen there? Like, you can, like, mm-hmm. see it in the hallway.
0: There's something like that.
2: There's something random happening. happens. And then she just casually walks back in all, like, creepy because she's possessed by the ghost. And then mm-hmm. she jumps at the camera. And it's, like, that's kind of like a bait. Like, you, Teddy probably hates that. That's, like, a basic, like, scary thing to happen. But the scary thing that I was talking about earlier was that the cat's bell fell down like right after that happened. <laughs> and I was like, is she upstairs right now? Like, yeah, the staircase goes down there and this,
1: I don't know. Yeah, no, it was. I do want to mention that it creeped th- me out. That kind of stuff. It scares me. Yeah. It just doesn't, doesn't resonate. tickle your brain. It as doesn't much. last with me. It's like a, okay, I was scared in the moment, but that's not the stuff that oh, resonates yeah, with definitely me type of deal.
2: Yeah. You're fine the next day, but yeah. for that night, you're kind of like, I'm going to watch yeah. the corners a little bit now. Yeah.
0: My right. two? um, Is it from Hereditary? It is. All right, can I do my number two? Because I think your number two is my number one. Yes. Okay, so my number two is uh, the, fir- the alien bursting through the chest in the movie Alien, which, very iconic scene. Have you guys seen the scene I'm talking about? Yes. Basically, they're, like, eating dinner together, and the guy seems like <laughs> he's having, like, what seems like a seizure, almost. Yes. And they, like, they lay him down on the table, and the alien bursts through his chest. Uh-huh. And, uh first of all, that's the first time we see the design of the alien and it's incredibly disturbing. And like I said, it's all it's all uh, work like puppet work and it works really, really well. And uh, it's another one that I think it does a great job setting the tone for the rest of the movie. But in terms of just a singular horror scene, nothing is as effective as that. And especially like, the body horror of it, for the seizure aspect alone is enough to just like really like frighten you because... I mean, they're literally watching somebody die right in front of them. And then just as like the icing on the cake is this foot long little worm like creature <laughs> with these razor sharp teeth popping out of his chest.
1: I do want to say that I absolutely love the Spaceballs remake of the mm-hmm. scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Yeah. But yes, that is a good scene. Mm-hmm.
0: That's one of those ones where the imagery stuck with me for a long, long time. And, uh, I love that, but all right. What's your number one? I think it's the same. Well, so
1: I mean, sorry, your number two. My number two. Do you want Jason to go? Then we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. Jason, go ahead. Well, this is the only scene. Say, let's get this out the way. (laughs) This is the only scene I can actually explain. This is like the
2: only scene over time that like I've actually remembered very well. But it was the the sinister lawnmower scene. (laughs) Mm -hmm. One of the tapes. I mean, all the tapes were good, but this one, just something about it, because like it starts with her watching the family through the window, and then um, they just start the shot of the lawnmower and like three quarters of the scene is probably all black. And then there's like a flashlight on the lawnmower and uh-huh. it's just going like, I don't know, like probably like 25, 30 miles an hour, like way too fast for a lawnmower to be going through the grass. Yeah. And like, cause it's on a tape. So the sound is like very silent. Yeah. So you're, it's kind it's really you're of really suspenseful like the film. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, all of a sudden it's, it's a big jump scare. There's the loud noise that plays. And like, I don't remember what fa- member of the family it was, but their heads laying down and the lawnmower just goes straight over it in like a split second. Mm-hmm. And then the dude jumps back watching the tape all freaked out. And I think this one's so scary to me because I work in the lawnmower industry. <laughs> and every time I see a lawnmower, I think of this scene now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that, that scene is very, that very intense. Didn't. We were going to do a the live, live reaction. I want to see I Teddy really, jump back
2: at that I'm one. Glad we didn't.
0: I, I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we didn't. Because, I mean, it's a
2: jump scare. You got the suspense in it.
0: Yeah. That scene is very disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> Great. But I don't think it's as disturbing as our number one. Your number two, my number one.
1: I see... This is hereditary? Mine's not that disturbing. What, what, what's yours? Do you, you go, because it's your one.
0: Uh, mine, I just called it the decapitation.
1: Okay, so that was on my honorable mentions. What? Yes. The decapitation is... is insane. It's insane. That being said, I actually took the uh, most relatable scene of that movie. This is not really that scary, but it's the most relatable part of a scary movie. Okay. and this is when Annie yells at peter oh, at the, the dinner, dinner scene table. yeah because it everything that she yelled is basically how i felt yeah and i so oh, actually i've seen this scene on youtube yeah so yeah, basically what is, happens it's, is it's, she, it's iconic these, these family this family's just for a ride uh-huh. for a total ride
0: just getting put through
1: hell yeah literally <laughs> and the mom Annie just yells at her son and they you can tell like it's not anything mean it's just all this tension that she had is just getting released under her poor son who obviously is kind of going through the same thing and uh, obviously what he's been through which is what you're gonna talk about in a second um yeah I I just I love this scene because it's so relatable and it's it's really yeah. just sums up the rest of the movie it's mm-hmm. not the scariest scene by any means it's actually the least scary movie it's least scary scene we've probably talked about or
0: does how realistic it is make it the scariest? Well, and
1: that's the thing is like, I relate to that scene the most mm-hmm. because that's where I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. that is, that is what I'm
0: feeling. And that is what, what, I, what I What's I my favorite quote from that scene where she's like, every time I try to talk to you, just look at me with that stupid face on your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And
1: like, and sh- and she just kills that. She movie. bodies that whole movie. Tony yeah.
0: Collette is the main character in Heredic- Hereditary. She's unbelievable. Yeah, and you, legitimately like one of the best performances of the two th- like the, yes. this century.
1: And I think that Ari Aster himself, just like Jordan Peele, does a really good job on letting the actors work. Oh yeah. And my mm-hmm. example of that is she, she like does a lot of these words where she's just like, and you can't yeah. hear what she's saying. Yeah. Because she like she's the only one who just. I, she, I wonder
0: how much of that scene was like. Uh, like improv yeah i wonder if they were just like you're mad at him for this reason now go yell at him yeah that'd be cool i'd have um, to look into it but yeah and it's just like it's so realistic if it fe- yeah it's, the, it feels it's just so
1: realistic and it, it it really does i just love that scene and mm-hmm. i know you love that scene but I it's not the scariest scene which is why mm-hmm. it's not yeah
0: no here. i i do love that scene um I didn't want to pick more. I could have made a list of five scenes from Just Hereditary, mm-hmm. but I wanted to pick just one, and that scene is incredible, and it's probably the best scene in the movie. Um, but n- I don't think I've ever had a movie moment more surprising yes. than the decapitation. Yes. Now, I really he don't want to talk it. about yeah. it because <laughs> Jason hasn't seen it. But it's I like really want to hear it now. We've though. spoiled all these other movies, and <sighs> you might as well just do it. It, Will it have the same of, I mean, No, I know no it, know know it, have someone, it won't have the same effect. I know someone's going to get decapitated now. Well, yeah, but you don't know when and you don't know who. Or how many. Mm. Mm. I so mean, hey, nice. you know what? I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you've seen Hereditary, you know what I'm talking about. It, yeah, it's it, like, it, it, I'll just go, go watch it on YouTube itself.
1: after this. No, watch the whole movie. I don't want to watch Dude, the whole this... movie alone. Jason, if there's one movie.
0: You really need to see this movie. This came out what year? Uh, 18. Pretty new. 2018.
2: Oh, not 1918. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. But you, I mean, if you know the scene we're talking about, it speaks for itself. Yes. It is incredibly gruesome. And I think some of the best thing, the best thing about the scene is the immediate reaction after, immediately after it happens. I was going to say my you favorite scene about. in
1: hereditary
0: was the one I just mentioned, but my favorite shot is, th- I, is know, I know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, This this scene I'm talking about right now, this decapitation is really pretty much like a five minute scene building up to a decapitation Mm -hmm. and the way it builds up to it. All the tension, all like you're I the fist clenching tension in this scene is like masterful. And it is it is a like I said, one five minute sequence where you can just see things getting worse. You see Mm -hmm. characters making bad decisions and you see the results unfolding right in front of them, and you you want to yell at them. Yeah. And that's, I think, part of the reason why Tony Collette's outburst at dinner later in the movie is so, like, uh, rewarding, uh, just kind of, like, fulfilling, I think, mm-hmm. because, like, you being getting to see how this whole situation unfolded, like, you just want to yell at them the whole time, but you can't take your eyes off of it, and then when it finally happens... Like I said, it's probably the most surprising movie moment I've ever seen, and yeah. it's so surprising because there was so much suspense leading up to it, mm-hmm. and so that final payoff in that scene is like it's similar to like the Don't Breathe thing I mentioned earlier, where I was like, "Oh shit, they just did that." Yeah, like it's it's it feels like it's almost like breaking the rules of like movie making. Yeah, you you're watching it and you're like, "I didn't know you could do that." And it really establishes Ari Aster's um, style, I think, and what he's trying to do with the whole movie. Basically, nobody is safe. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna scare the hell out of you. I'm really gonna disturb you. I'm gonna make you think, though, because the implications of that death are monumental, yeah, to say the least, to the rest of the movie. And so it opens so many doors to these themes, and then it also brings in other themes of like blame and guilt uh-huh. which i think um supplement the themes of like trauma and grief really 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 well and so it just adds more to that puzzle of a movie that hereditary is yeah and uh
1: and, and you you yeah. know you said it was rewarding but
0: i'm actually gonna the like no, the, the payoff of the scene i meant i meant tony collette's oh uh, her i heard dinner yeah, when yeah, she yeah. finally screams that's re- that's okay. where the rewarding comes i was gonna in.
1: say because what i love about ari aster is he doesn't follow the traditional movie horror movie where it's like scene builds up, jump scare or something, and then the next scene, and then the next scene builds up. His whole movie is one scene where it just builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, and you never get those like mid movie like, okay, now I can rest for a second. Oh yeah, you know he what I'm definitely saying?
0: doesn't. Yeah, I don't know if I would agree that it's like all one scene. No, but, but,
1: but he doesn't give you like, like jump scares, like kind of give you like once once it passes, you're kind of like, okay, yeah. I got a couple minutes yeah. here to relax. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, yeah. See, and like, like I mentioned the immediately following this, you mm-hmm. know, you talk about your favorite shot of the movie, mm-hmm. making you sit there in silence is and basically deal with Awful. the aftermath as the characters deal with it. Yes. Horrible. Like, yes. Eh, yeah. It's um, so, so great. Hereditary works on such like a, a micro level so well. Yeah. Where it's like each and every scene adds a new layer to like the th- the themes of the movie. Yeah. And uh I think no scene is a better example of it than this. And yeah. I just really want to watch Hereditary now. It's so incredible.
1: If you remember um our first off my chest. Nope. Or one of one of the first where we had him on and we kind yeah. of talked briefly we did like okay uh, like favorite comedy favorite drama favorite <laughs> yeah. horror and he's like yeah i'm gonna go with this uh recent film hereditary and we were both kind of like that sounds interesting and it took me a really long time to watch it and this is one movie i can honestly say i'm so bummed i didn't watch it earlier so i'm trying to guess what happens based off how you've been talking lately it you, you just have to watch you it to see it yeah. it's it's it is yeah i'm really
0: excited to see like how this movie ages in the next, like, 30 years.
2: You know what it's on right now?
1: Uh, I have I bought it on Amazon. I can give you my login on Prime. Easy. I can also check. But,
0: yeah. Hereditary. Um, That's all I can think about now. Unbelievable <laughs> movie. It's on uh, Showtime Prime mm-hmm. Video Channels, if you have that. Otherwise, yeah. I also bought it. I have, like, the Blu-ray of it. Mm-hmm. Physical media. That's I would the way to
1: go. I would love to watch it. Yeah, with you, Jason.
2: Yeah. Do you watch horror movies alone? Love to.
0: I love watching I movies hate, alone in general. I hate it. Yeah. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. But this did you one watch did. Hereditary alone?
1: I did. So I actually watched it. I'm kind of bummed with myself, but at the same time, it's my favorite horror movie and probably top three favorite movies of all time. Yeah. So it didn't ruin me, but I did watch it the first time on my phone.
0: What? Mm. Yeah. I that was, was how I wa- that was how I saw Whiplash for the first time. Oh really? Yeah, on yeah. my iPod Touch. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. So I watched it. We were like going on vacation. It was it was at a baseball tournament or something. I watched it on the phone on my phone on the way there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Like I I wish I didn't. But at the same time, it's still one of my top favorite movies. So yeah, it didn't ruin funny. anything for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Well, hey, this was a great discussion about
1: uh. Do you want to do honorable music. mentions or no? Because oh time's shoot. Take. Just oh, want to just rattle them off Rattle real them quick. off, yeah. Teddy, right, so go through yours. My top five horror movies, my uh, two uh, honorable mentions were The Shining mm-hmm. and The Conjuring. Even though okay. I'm not a huge fan, The Conjuring definitely was scary. And that scene where the clapping behind yeah. the dark, probably not the greatest scene, but definitely scared me and rattled me. Um, I have more honorable mentions, top five scenes, so I'm just going to do them real quick. The um, first scene where What's-Her-Name gets high in Midsommar. You know where she's running around and she ends up and it's that it's one shot, you know where she's okay. freaking out.
0: Is that when she like goes into that like bathroom? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 That
1: scene where it kind of follows behind her and she goes yeah. up to the family. Uh-huh. That scene is I love that scene. That, that scene's crazy. crazy. Um, I have the naked old lady from The Shining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that scene is just an absolute mind fuck and mm-hmm. it just yeah. again shows sort of an homage <laughs> to that
0: in uh, Hereditary. Remember the naked old old man? Oh, who yeah. was standing in the doorway of the closet. Yeah. 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 Scary.
1: Scary. Uh-huh. Um, I, like I said, Charlie's beheading was at the top of my honorable mentions, but
0: just saying names now. Huh? Oh, yeah. sorry.
1: Um, and then, <laughs> uh, the opening scene of
0: Midsommar. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. Um, totally just ruined that for you. Jason, you I said you didn't sure have is. any honorable mentions? No. Okay. No, no problemo. Yeah. Um, for movies, honorable mention movies, I had us, don't breathe it insidious, a quiet place, scream. Um, and it follows.
1: Titan. Oh, I
0: liked it. Follows. I thought about it, and I know it, it. does. That was the
1: one I was thinking about. That I. Yeah. That I later on the show said I, kn- I think that one's going to be on your list.
0: Yeah. No. I. Uh. I know that technically. I personally don't think of it as a horror movie. Okay. And I think horror might even be on its IMDb like genre labels. But um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think of that movie as a horror movie personally.
1: If you classified it as a horror, would it have been on your list?
0: Oh 100%. Okay.
1: That's the one I thought that Yeah, that okay. later I was like, yeah. "Oh, I completely forgot about this one that I thought was in your list." Yeah. Uh
0: Titan is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> and like as unpredictable as Hereditary is, I think Titan is like it's it's on par, if not more unpredictable. Okay. But um as far as honorable mentions for scenes go, I had I called it the first raid of the house in the movie It. Where okay. they they learn where Pennywise is and they go to try to like storm the house and it just doesn't go as planned. Really like that scene. I said the first reveal of the demon in the movie Insidious. And have you guys seen Insidious? No. Mm-mm. Oh well, there's like this iconic jump scare where his face shows up behind somebody like during just a normal conversation. But um, I really love the scene where because basically this demon has like possessed this boy that he's basically like in a coma. And so there's a scene where like the m- the mom. I think it's the mom or somebody is explaining uh, where she goes to check on him just in the middle of the night and the demon's just standing in the corner of the room. And so it's kind of one of those scenes where it's like a jump scare, but it also just lingers. Yeah. And she says to the demon, what what do you want? Like, and all he does is just point at the kid. And and I just remember that scene really stuck with me when I was younger and still does to this day. And then I had, um, I really like when John Krasinski sacrifices himself in a quiet place (laughs) <laughs> which always pisses Teddy off, but I think that's a really emotional scene. You and think, I think that's
1: th- dumb? I I am not a fan of the Quiet Place, but that's for a different. I like progress. the first
0: one. We've already talked about it on the pod, so um, and then I also have I put the ending of the movie Ten Cloverfield Lane. If you guys have oh seen yeah, that's that good one. Which really really cool movie I think, and I think the ending is great because it does get a little far fetched because it kind of turns into an action movie out of nowhere, but the idea of it. I think is really cool because, I mean, I'll just spoil it really quick. She's basically like, the main character is held in this bunker the whole time by this guy that is like saying, no, you can't go outside. Like, it's toxic. You can't go. You can't go. You have to stay here. And so the whole movie, you're you're led to believe to be on the side of this girl, to believe that he's not telling the truth. And basically just that like he's a crazy guy that's like basically just kidnapped her. And at the end of the movie, he was right all along that, like, it's not safe to be outside. There's actually these aliens out there. And so I just really love the implications of how it basically subverts the entire movie. Um, so it's kind of a twist in that way, but it re- recontextualized a lot of stuff in a really interesting way, I thought. And uh, so, yeah, that was all I had for honorable mentions. I
2: might have one, actually. It follows. That's the uh, STD one, correct?
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay, the whole yeah, yeah. movie's like an allegory for STDs, yeah. <laughs> is what some people say.
2: <laughs> that that had a really good scene, because that's the one where... um. You, you don't know who the person is following you, right? You yeah. just know someone is following you. Right. And then I forget her name, but she's like walking through that the party. Girl. Yeah. And that, that like seven foot dude jumps in the door and yeah. you're like, This is him and it's yeah. just some random tall dude and she runs away. Yeah. That, that was a really good insane. scene.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed talking about horror movies. Maybe uh I'm freaked out, dude. I know. Yeah. And it's hey, we are a nice so now. Late. We are uh four or five days away from Nope. Nope. So maybe uh mm. maybe uh stay tuned for a nope pod coming yeah. soon. <laughs> We'll I'm really see. looking forward to that. Uh we'll see. You guys got any closing thoughts? This Appreciate you guys joining me on this. This was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. This was a good episode.
1: We kind of talked about how top fives aren't always the greatest, but I, I enjoyed this yeah. one quite. Well, a
0: bit. it's it was nice because we paired it with scenes. I think if we would have just yes. done top five movies, it would have been a different
1: and you, me and Jason all have very different horror yeah. movies. Which was which was a great
0: <laughs> thing about our draft that yeah. you, me and Joe did where oh, I yeah. said during that where I was like, uh our our teams feel so personalized and i feel like our lists really are a good reflection of the type of people we are too yeah but uh yeah thanks for joining me guys this was a lot of fun and uh catch you next time on the true critic pod